Okay. Uh, hi, everyone. This is Z from Unlocking Greatness Podcast. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Uh, for those of you on the YouTube channel, thanks for taking the time to come. Please subscribe and click the notification button. Um, so we already discussed part one, uh, which was, what did I call that? Running away from God. And now we're going to dive into part two, which is repentance, sort of. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. So uh, um, for those who are just joining for the first time, you might want to go back and watch part one first. Uh, We're in the book of Jonah and uh, we're breaking the book of Jonah down into three chapters, uh, into three segments, I should say. So we already did segment one, which is running away from God. When God gives you an assignment to do, uh, when he puts a word in you and you decide "Mm, not going to do that and you head in the opposite direction. Always take heed to that because God will send calamities and even storms if he needs to. He would do whatever it takes because he loves you and his plan is going to prevail regardless. So he would do whatever it takes to get your attention. So now we're in part two when Jonah basically took his butt off to Tarsus and ended up getting thrown over deck. Uh, What else happened? He ended up getting swallowed by some big fish or whale or whatever. And imagine living in the belly of a fish um, for three days. Um, so let's get to the repentance sort of part. Okay. So I am now in Jonah, uh, chapter two. So, um, let me back up just a little bit to Jonah chapter one, verse 17, and then it leads right on into chapter two. Okay. So in Jonah chapter one, verse 17, it says, but the Lord provided a great fish to swallow Jonah and Jonah was inside the fish three days and three nights. Sure. That was uncomfortable. Uh, now I'm in chapter two. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God. He said, in my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me. Wow. From the depths of my of the grave, I called for help and you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the deep, into the very heart of the sea. And the current swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight. You ever felt that way? Yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the root of the mountains, I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever. But you brought up my, but you brought up, bought my life up from the pit. Oh, Lord, my God. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord. And my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. But I, with the song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish and and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. I I love that it just jumps right to that. Here Jonah is, uh, and I'm going to read a little bit more. I'm not done reading. Here Jonah is in the belly of a fish. And I don't know about you all, but I have certainly, my goodness, I don't know if you've ever been at times in life when you feel like 
you know, you're, you're in such distress and, and, and you're in the bottom of the sea and, and waves and breakers are oversweeping you. And, you know, I like in here in verse four when he says, I said, I've been banished from your sight. You know, there's there's been times in my life where I'm just like, Lord, how could you still love me? You know, I've not been living righteously before you. Um, some of the things I'm involved with and I'm doing um, especially in some of the old relationships I used to be in, my goodness, some of the old dating relationships. But uh, I would just be like, Lord, I, I know this is not honorable before you um, in some of the things I used to say and do. And uh, what was so touching to me about all of this is even when Jonah felt he was at the, the, the depth of the sea, in his distress, he says, I called to the Lord and he answered me. I pray that if there's anyone listening to this right now who feels that they're in such distress, life is just so off course, or or you feel I've done so much wrong, or I've been away from God for so long, I don't even know how to return back to him. I don't even know anything about the Bible. I don't even know where to begin. Or, or, or maybe you know the Bible inside and out. Maybe you could run circles around me, which many of you probably can, but you're not doing what you know you're supposed to be doing, or you're not living that righteous life that you know God has called you to. Be encouraged by this, that even from moments of great distress, and he was, he was suffering the consequences from his actions. Keep that in mind. God still heard him, and God still delivered him. So let's keep reading. Now I'm in Jonah chapter 3. Uh, I'm just going to read the first part of this. I'm not going to read chapter four because we're going to get into chapter four on the third segment, which is um, angry, being angry with God. We'll talk about that later, but I'm, I'm in chapter three. So, uh, so I just read and the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. That's where we left off. Now I'm in chapter three. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. So God's like, okay, you didn't listen to me the first time. So let's see if you'll listen now. Um, go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim uh, to it the message I give you. Jonah obeyed uh, the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Uh, now, Nineveh was a, was a, was a very important city. Um, a visit required three days. On the first day, Jonah started um, into the city. He proclaimed um, 40 more days and Nineveh would be overturned. You know, um, the Ninevites believed God. They declared a fast and all of them, from the greatest to the least, put on sackcloth. Uh-oh. Jonah didn't expect that. Remember we talked about in the first section? Nineveh is known as a city of blood, full of lies, plunder, violent, great wealth, great power, arrogant, blah, blah, blah. Remember that? They were not exactly friendly to Israel, so keep all that in mind. Here Jonah is finally doing what God told him to do, which is, you know, letting them know, hey, in the next 40 days, if you don't change your ways... Um, you guys are going to perish. So Jonah's walking through the city. I think it says it takes three days to do that. Proclaiming, right? But, but, but look at the Ninevites response. The Ninevites believe God. They declared a fast and all of them from the greatest to the least put on sackcloth. That's interesting. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, took off his royal robe, covered himself with sackcloth and sat down in the dust. Then he issued a, pro a proclamation in Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, do not let any man or beast or herd or flock uh, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink, but let uh, man and beast be covered with sackcloth. Let everyone call urgently on God. Let them give up their evil ways and their violence. Who knows? Maybe uh, who knows? God may yet relent and with compassion turn from his fierce anger so that we would not perish. Hmm. When God saw 
what they did and how they turned from their evil ways. Uh Oh, he had compassion. And did not bring upon them the destruction he had threatened. I'm going to stop right there. Everything in me wants to keep reading and going to the last chapter because there's still a twist to the story. But I just want to park it from the point of repentance, sort of. Um, and, and the reason I put the sort of on there is this. Um, and, 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 and some of you may be smiling while you're watching this because you already know the whole story and, and how it kind of turned out. But um, it's kind of. I'll say easier uh, to repent when we're in the thick of it or when all of a sudden there's a major warning of fire or we're thrown over sea and we're in the heart of the belly of a fish. I love that God still rescues us. He listens. And, 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 and even in this case, um, God uh, can have compassion. I almost want to say that God can change his mind, but I believe that God, excuse me, knows what he's going to be doing regardless. So I'm careful when I use the word changes his mind, but you get my point. So I just want to park this on the repentance part. It's just very important that if there's anything in your life that you're doing, um, that, you know, you shouldn't be doing at this point, that it's not honorable before God, I would just strongly encourage you to repent. Um, That is between you and God. And I don't sit here in judgment telling you what you better do and what you better not do. But the Bible clearly lays out to us that we are to um, obey his commands. And so if, if you're living in such a way that you know it's not honorable to him or there's an assignment he's put on your heart um, uh, to do or there's a purpose that you know, you know. And, and I know some of my viewers because you guys have been commenting a lot. I can tell many of you absolutely have an anointing on your life, a purpose, and God has absolutely uh, given you some instructions on what he wants you to do. I would say if there's any area as you examine your life that you feel you need to repent of, do that today and walk in the purpose and then the divine, divine direction that God has um, laid out for you. Now, for those of you who may not know, I don't even know what sins are, what I need to repent of or this or that. I would suggest uh, read the book of um, is it Galatians chapter five? And I wouldn't plan on talking about this, but I just want to throw just something at you really quickly. I think it's Galatians chapter five, verse 19 through 21. And it talks about the acts of the sinful nature. And again, I wouldn't even plan on going into all of this, but I also have to remember that not everyone knows what the sins and things are. So in Galatians chapter five, verse 19 through 21, um, I would suggest you read that just to, just to really, really get an idea of, wow, what does God, and in fact, you know what, let me just read this through really quickly because I'm, I'm hearing in my spirit, just go ahead and read it. But Galatians 5 verse 19, to 19 through 21 says, the acts of sinful nature are, are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this, now I didn't say that those who have committed some of this, because we all fall in these categories, God knows I do, and many of them, but I warn you that those who live like this, that's a continual living like this, a refusal to repent. So for those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now here's something that should put a smile on your face if you read on down about the fruit of the spirit. And I'm going to do a lesson on this one later, but I'm just giving you a cookie real quick. Uh, In verse 22, but the fruit of the spirit, 
is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So anyway, I wouldn't plan on going into that, but I think that'd be good for you to read um, if you are in that category where you really don't know um, what are some of the things that are considered offensive to God. Um, but anyway, um, I, I pray that this short lesson in Jonah, this, this second part, stirs something inside of you um, to repent in any and every area in your life uh, where you feel that you need to repent so that you can walk in alignment with God. Now, we all know Romans 3.23 teaches us for all have sinned and fall short. So please do not crawl away in a corner somewhere and put your head down and think, it's just so much I've done wrong. I can never be forgiven. I can never go back to God. I can ne- Please don't do that. You're, really, you're not helping yourself or anyone if you do that. Just realize we all are messed up. And, and that reminds me of one of my podcast episodes. I think I called it God Uses, <clears throat> excuse me, God Uses Messed Up People. So if you feel that you've done so much wrong and, and oh, I don't even know where to begin and, and I don't know if God can really use me. I am begging you to listen to that episode if you don't listen to anything else, because that's one of the episodes where I walk through so many people in the Bible. I I think I talked about everybody from, I don't know, uh, Abraham to King David to uh, uh, the the Apostle Paul to Peter, all of them. You'd be surprised at the backdrops of their story, how messed up so many people were, but God still used them. In fact, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, God specializes in using messed up people. He really does. He specializes in using people like me, like you that are, I shouldn't say like you, but let me just say like me, people like me that are messed up um, and using it for his glory. So if you fall into that category, please watch that video and be encouraged. Anyway, I'm probably talking too much, but I love you guys so much. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Uh, Once again, um, if you're listening to my podcast, I encourage you to please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe uh, and click the notification button. And again, this is Z with Unlocking Greatness podcast. And now stay tuned for part three, which is called, uh, what did I call it? Uh, Angry, being angry with God. Love you all. Bye-bye.